You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. For bringing him in now uh, from uh, Locked on Bucks podcast, Frank Madden now joining us uh, to talk some Bucks hoop. Frank, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing well, and, you know, especially now that the Bucks season-long two-game losing streak is over. It, it, you know, it was, it was such a long, long losing streak, and now they're back to their winning way. So did, did, uh, going to the weekend on a positive note. Did any of that, the, the way, I mean, I, I kind of called it a schedule loss because of many of the things you hear coming out of the organization of, you know, the travel, the back-to-backs, and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, the way they played in that stretch, you know, they, they kind of eked by L.A. They struggled a little bit against Sacramento, obviously. They ended up losing to Phoenix, and, and then, obviously, Utah. So, yeah, I, I kind of got it, you know, a little bit. But for the most part, it, it didn't bother me too much. I think some people nationally thought this might be the Bucks maybe running out a little bit of gas. But I thought last night they'd bounce back in a big way, and sure enough, they did. And now they've got extra pieces. So give me your thoughts as this team trudges forward. Yeah, I mean, I think the Phoenix loss, obviously, I mean, <laughs> losing to the worst team in the league, regardless of them playing better of late, obviously, you know, there's no good excuse for that. But um, end of a West Coast trip, you know, stuff like that happens. Bucks didn't make shots, and, and so it goes. I think the Utah loss, you know, given they had literally no, none of their, like, you know, four guards that they normally would, would play with were in that game. Um, obviously, you never love, like losing a, a big fourth quarter lead, but I'd say a pretty unique circumstance there. So, um, you know, that, that certainly felt like, as you said, a schedule loss. So, uh, you know, again, uh, it, it felt, you know, it's incredible that they went this long without losing two straight games. And so, you know, any normal team is going to, at some point, lose more than one game in a row. And um, on some level, it's like, okay, you kind of got that out of the way. And, and certainly, yeah, the way they bounce back against the Pacers, um, I think is very encouraging, especially on the defensive end. You know, they've had some games where they, um, you know, really couldn't stop teams for, for stretches, especially, you know, think of that Utah game in the fourth quarter. So uh, getting back to kind of Bucks basketball last night and um, maybe took a little bit, you know, it took until that Giannis technical before maybe the, uh, you know, the, the, the sleeping giant was awoken a little bit. But, um, you know, you, uh, Indiana's been a good team all season. They've defended the Bucks well all, you know, throughout the, their series. And so um, I think obviously a good way to, to kind of snap that losing streak. And, um, you know, again, not, not much left in the season. And I think, again, you kind of need to manage, you know, guys' uh, guys health uh, a bit more as you kind of get ready for the playoffs, you know, over this next month. So we'll see kind of how they do that. If, you know, we see some guys getting rested like Giannis and, you know, Brogdon uh, in particular, some of the injuries they've been nursing. Um, but again, I think, you know, again, you just, you just hope you can kind of keep doing what you've been doing and uh, Toronto, not that far behind uh, in, in the East. So I think you obviously want to keep winning and um, continue to kind of lock up that number one seed, not just in the East, but, but in the NBA. So with, with what, 17 games ish remaining right now, uh, we had kind of gone through this a little bit earlier and said, okay, where are the back-to-back losses? If indeed it happens, we didn't expect it to be the Phoenix Suns, but as you had mentioned, managing health down the stretch, you're going to have that Philadelphia game that's going to be on ABC. You got a TNT game coming up against Houston. You got one coming up again against Philadelphia as the season winds down. But a lot of basketball here in the next few weeks. So, and I agree with you. I think you're going to have to manage kind of the health, the minutes, and and the fatigue factor. But getting in Pau Gasol and getting in Miritich and finally getting these guys involved a little bit, I expected this to be a little bit of a rough juggling act by coach Budenholzer to get them all together. Did you expect it to be a little bit rough to start adding these two new pieces? Well, I think, you know, Miritich, um, 
I mean, Mirotic is really good. And I think, you know, adding him into uh, the bench rotation, you know, you would hope that you wouldn't really have too many bobbles there. Um, you know, ironically, he, he started off shooting the ball really well uh, in his first kind of few games with the Bucks, And then um, over the past week, he's had a bit more struggles. You know, he, he can be streaky, so that'll happen at times. But uh, obviously, the Bucks have a lot of weapons that they can rely on on any given night. Um, I, you know, I think Mirotic is going to be fine. I think he's going to be a really valuable weapon. Um, not just here in the next you know few weeks, but certainly I think in uh, April, May, and, and hopefully even June if if uh, if, if they get that far. Um, Gasol is more interesting. I mean, I, I just I don't really know. I mean, it, I kind of scratched my head a little bit when that was announced because I didn't really think the Bucks needed a Pau Gasol to be playing any type of regular minutes. You know, I think um, you know DJ Wilson's a guy that I think a lot of Bucks fans, myself included, would highlight as a guy that had been playing really well very versatile defensively, certainly, you know, moves better than, than a guy like Urson and, and obviously Miritich, although I think Miritich has to play. He's, he's obviously been proven to be a better player than someone like DJ. But um, I think it's going to be interesting to watch just because, um, you know, again, if, if Pau Gasol is going to be playing most nights, I, I don't know if that's a great idea regardless of how well he integrates with the team. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting to watch. You know, I, I think it's fine to have, you know, certainly a second, more traditional center that you can have, you know, as, as kind of Brooke Lopez insurance. But it will be interesting to see, you know, what do the Bucks kind of look to do here down the home stretch? You know, uh, are they going to be playing Pau Gasol every night? Is he going to be cutting into, you know, Ursan's minutes, um, even Meritich's minutes? Uh, we've seen them go big a lot. So, I mean, Mike Budenholzer has a lot of options right now, lineup-wise. He can go small. He can go big. Um, we've seen more big of late, especially with some of the injuries on the wing and in the backcourt. Um, so I think it's going to be really interesting to watch down the stretch and, um, you know, they can play a lot of different ways, and they may have to do that certainly in the playoffs depending on, on what the matchups look like. We were talking about this earlier today that you talk about number twos, go-to guys. If Giannis is not going to be the guy to take that last shot, who is it going to be? And, you know, you've always had, you know, Michael and Scotty, and then you had, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Steph Curry and, and KD, and, and LeBron had Dwayne Wade and even Kyrie Irving to a certain extent. Who's the number two on this team? Well, I think if in, in the kind of scenario you're describing, I think it'd, it'd have to be Middleton. Um, you know, uh, some numbers we were, folks may have seen uh, on Twitter kind of circulating the last day. Um, the number one ISO score in the NBA right now in terms of points per possession efficiency is none other than Chris Middleton. <laughs> so, um, and, and a lot of that is because, uh, you know, he's always been good at, at kind of dribbling and setting up kind of those mid-range jump shots. Um, obviously, he's not a guy who's necessarily attacking the rim. He's obviously no Giannis or, or Bledsoe or even Brogdon in that regard. Um, but he's also added this, you know, face-up attack and then pull up for three uh, aspect to his game that you know we saw last night as well. And um, you know, net net, you know, he's a guy who uh, a few years ago, 98% of his three-point shots were assisted. This year, it's 60%. Um, he has really changed the way he gets shots. And he's become really good at, you know, basically getting guys to have to back up a little bit and then pulling up and shooting over them. So I think if you're not, you know, if, if, it's, if you take Giannis out of the equation, I think Chris is the obvious guy to go to. Brogdon has also been very good uh, as an ISO guy. Um, but Brogdon just doesn't have that kind of in-between game uh, that Chris does. Brogdon gets to the rim better. Um, but I think, you know, again, if you're looking for a guy who need a bucket outside of Giannis, I, I think Chris is the obvious guy. And I think the stats kind of show it. And obviously he's a guy that, um, you know, certainly very well established and, and a guy that has, you know, borne a big scoring load for, for years and years and has had big, big shots for the Bucks. So if, that, if that's the case, what's he worth when uh, the offseason hits? <laughs> well, you know, worth and market value, uh, I don't know if they're always the same thing. You know, um, I, I think the way, you know, certainly the NBA free agency works, um, you know, the guys who are underpaid are the young guys on rookie deals uh, and the Giannis's who, you know, have 
you know, a max that they're going to, you know, deserve much more than. Um, so you end up with guys in their late 20s who become unrestricted free agents like Chris. You know, that's where people spend money on them, right? Because uh, they're going to be unrestricted free agents. And, you know, you look at a guy like Chris, 6'8", uh, can defend, can score, can shoot, can make plays for others. I think his playmaking is really underrated, um, you know, both both in Milwaukee as well as uh, league-wide. Um, so, I mean, I think I wouldn't be surprised at all if, you know, there's going to be a team out there that's going to be willing to offer him $30 million a year. Um, I think, you know, again, with, with all the cap space that's out there this summer, um, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, it's going to depend a lot on just kind of what some of these teams with cap space uh, can do. If, you know, teams re-sign with their own, uh, guys sign with their own, with their own teams, um, then there'll be more room for teams to maybe offer a guy like Chris a big number. Um, but again, I think, you know, just the type of player he is, um, again, we can call that overpaying him. But, you know, if you're the Bucks. You can't just go spend that $30 million on somebody else. And, you know, I don't think Kawhi Leonard or Kevin Durant would necessarily be interested in coming here anyway at this point. So, um, you know, unless you can get a, a true, you know, top five to ten superstar, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, again, you're, you're on track to be a 60-plus win team with this current group. Um, I, again, I don't know why you'd necessarily try to go away from that, especially with the honest a year away from being extension eligible. Um, I don't think it's any secret Chris is the guy that, you know, Giannis would say is, is his number two on this team. And, um, you know, to, to say, well, you're not worth 30 million, you're only worth 25 and let a guy like Chris walk without any ability to replace him. Um, seems like a dangerous game to, to be playing for the Bucks. So I, I fully expect him to be back. And again, I think that number is going to be big. Um, again, probably in that $30 million year range. But, you know, again, when you're, when you're a team that I think can legitimately contend for a title, um, you know, I think, again, you, you try to keep that group together and, um, and, and give yourself a chance to, to keep that window open as long as you can. Frank, good stuff. Appreciate it. We will talk again soon as the Bucks draw near the postseason, okay? All right, thanks. Have Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. Frank Madden from uh, the Locked on uh, Bucks podcast joining us a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years, they've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.